Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, uh, we've kept Nerida Stewart waiting long enough. In fact, uh, I think standing ovation for Nerida Stewart, uh, former Swift. Uh, we're both standing at Shelley Beach Golf Course. Uh, Nerida, good morning. Uh, you're on the road with the uh, men's netball I team. Tell us road. more. Yeah, it's fantastic. We're actually um, down in Sydney for the weekend. We've got a um, big, big game for the Swifts launch day this afternoon with the men's Open A team playing the Swifts Academy and the Open men's team playing the Swifts in a great game after that. So we're very excited at the opportunity to be able to have a crack against them again. We had a a run last year and we've got another one this year, so we're really happy. Yeah, uh, I tell you, there's no buttes this morning, but we've got the guru, Gary Birkinshaw, and he has got pages and pages on men's netball and he's got the next question. Actually, he's probably probably lying there, Nerida, because my... My knowledge of men's netball is not that great, but I'd love for you to, to explain to me, if you wouldn't mind, just how big is men's netball in, in New South Wales? I know you've got the Nationals coming up and all roads are leading to that in, in Adelaide in, in April. So how big is it and is it, is it continuing to grow? It's definitely continuing to grow. And I think the fact now that we've got a lot of the women's member organisations are starting to sort of realise that they want to bring the men into their fold and really support that that part of netball and that brand of netball so it's definitely growing we've got juniors junior boys for the first time at state championships this year and, and also the opportunity for the senior men to play at state champs which is a big new south wales competition so that's the first time that's ever happened and they're really looking to forward to sort of getting involved in the in the school sector this this year and it's it's definitely something that i think netball australia along with with netball new south wales have realized that you know the game's evolving and You've only got to look at the male sports with the with the females now starting to really get involved in that side with your rugby league and your AFL and your union and and such and and I think that they've realised that there's opportunity there for the men to also be involved in this sport, which is a, a great thing and I'm really excited to be um, on board for the ride. Yeah, Nerida, we had this conversation off the air, Gary and myself, that netball really is the first of the sports that has gone the other way. So we've spoken about the NRLW this morning. We've spoken about AFLW and women's cricket. But netball's the first sport where men can embrace it. And why do you feel... uh, I've played the sport. I love it. And, uh, you know, I've sat courtside for the New South Wales Swifts for maybe two decades. So it's a sport that I love. But why do you think at a young age boys and men are starting to embrace this? Look, I think it's like anything. I I look at my family, for example, and the girls are all playing rugby union now. And I think sometimes if you've got young young boys that are around the netball court all the time with their mums every Saturday and, and they're sort of being pulled from pillar to post and don't have an opportunity to get to those other Saturday sports and they, they watch it and they see how exciting it is and they want to actually participate and be involved. And now there's this opportunity for them to have a pathway in the sport, not just a social runaround, but there's now an elite pathway that they can see that they have a future in, which is really exciting. And I think, you know, it's, it's definitely an exciting game. It's, it's super fast, super, super fast, faster than the girls. And it's aerial and it's exciting and they have a whole different skill set that they can bring to the game, which is fantastic. I, I think, 
you know, I look at the sport of rugby union for, for women and for girls and it gives them an opportunity. It doesn't matter what size, shape, height you are, there's an opportunity for you to have a run around and have a play. And I think that space is available for the men in this game as well. And it and just, you know, it brings a whole new new look to, to the game of netball and what the future holds. Hey, Gary, as a former AFL player, I found so many similarities in the style of play between AFL and netball. So if you've got some spatial awareness, sometimes you do a lot of work off the ball. But in terms of speed and skill and agility and flexibility, it ticks all of those boxes. It's such an exciting game to play. Yeah, look, I watched some of the highlights last night. not, Not seen too much of it and I was totally amazed at the speed and agility and the, the way cause my two girls obviously play netball and I've, I've been brought up the netball courts as well all my life and then you watch the men's play netball and it, it's a completely different game as you said it's funny uh, listen, listening to you Steve can talk about AFL and the netball sometimes I think the men need to actually slightly bigger court because I think that they <laughs> they're going so fast that they struggle to pull up sometimes so um, it, it really is um, I had a girl come and do some analysis on a game the other day for us and it was the first time she'd ever done anything on a men's game and she sort of said to me I can't believe how fast it is I'm not used to tracking the game that quickly so it, it and for me as a coach I remember when I first started last year it was I had to stop myself from spectating and realize I had to coach because it's so exciting to watch and the stuff that they can actually um you know deliver out there on court is exciting and and I think the more that people get exposed to this style of netball and watch it, the more that they'll sort of embrace it and the, the future of the sport is sort of set. Yeah. As a coach, Nerida, obviously been heavily involved in, in women's coaching, has there been much of an adjustment required to coach the men's? Yeah, it, it has. I, I was, it was funny, I was only talking to one of the players um, at training the other night and you've got to remember that a lot of the women that play this sport have been exposed to a particular type of coaching and language and and they understand that from a very, very early age. And a lot of these men have only sort of started to play this sport. And usually they start at a social level where there's not a coach. And they're, they're, um, they, don't, they haven't learnt that. So you've sort of got to go back to making sure that you start to educate them on that language and, and expose them to what that is so that you can get the development that, development that you need from them. So it's sort of about simplifying things a little bit more. Um, but it also opens this whole world of opportunity for you to start to implement stuff in a game you could never do with the women. So for me, it's about really trying to, you know, think outside the box as to how I can coach that. And I find that really exciting because it's sort of awoken me as a coach and I've got this whole fresh new look on how I approach things. So um, it's exciting for me and I'm loving every second of it. We're talking to Nerida Stewart, former New South Wales Swift and now coach of uh, men's netball. Hey, Nerida, uh, basically a legend in the sport. Uh, do you see, I know one of the big events this year will be the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, but do you see men's netball being accepted into that in the future? Absolutely. I really do. I think, you know, Netball Australia did their state of the game review I think it was a couple of years ago, and they've actually realised in that that they do need to embrace men's sport if, if they want to make even the 2032 Olympics. There's, you know, there's all that conversation around netball it's, itself being involved in the 2032 Olympics. And to, to do that, they need to be a dual-sex sport. So they need to have men and women playing. And they need to also make sure that the men's have a high-performance environment and a high-performance product to offer. So um, I really do think that it's probably, at the moment, like a five-year plan 
that they have to start to work around in, in that slow implementation of stuff. You, you've got Constellation Cups coming up. You know, do we send men to those things? Do we use that opportunity to start to expose the public to this game? And then I think in five years' time, the next Commonwealth Games is here. So is that an opportunity for us to then, you know, use that sport as a, what do they used to have, demonstration sports and stuff like that, and, and you know, use that here. So, I, yeah, I do. I do think it's going to be something that, that we see a lot more of and it'll be involved in those big competitions. Nerida, what do you say to this team before they take on the Swifts? And uh, what are your thoughts? Are you confident they can get the victory later on today? Look, I think for us, this is part of our, our process and our campaign. So for us, it's stick to the processes, stick to what we're trying to implement. We have an opposition now that we haven't played against, so this gives us a great opportunity to test out, test out stuff before we get to nationals, which is a big campaign. But I think enjoy, enjoy the moment. It's a sellout crowd. that they've, they've completely sold out their seating capacity, so they're going to have a great crowd to play, against, uh, play with in the, in the stands. So that's another opportunity to embrace that noise and that atmosphere that you, you sort of can't emulate without the real thing. So I think, um, yeah, just enjoy the moment and, and, and work on what we're working on. But I think it'll be a close one. There's some, you know some really talented um, young girls coming through. And the Swifts, I mean, the Swifts are just amazing. Hopefully they've got a full complement because they were a bit short at, at the team girls competition. So hopefully they're sort of all back on board. And I'm going to say men for the win. Is that is that being biased? But Yeah, no, no, I like it. In fact, <laughs> Gary, Gary and I spoke a moment ago about numerous sports that have opened the floodgates to women. And it's revolutionised, or the, this whole sport's gone through a metamorphosis because of that. Gary, can you pick up the story? Yeah, look, it's, I was involved in, in starting up a women's competition in the AFL. And one thing, what the, the women's competition did locally, they actually reinvigorated some very stale football clubs. And just because they just brought fresh enthusiasm, fresh ideas, and, and, and women just did some, so many things so different that men had just come so complacent about and. I believe that that'll probably happen with, with local netball clubs as well. By bringing men, brings in different ideas, fresh enthusiasm into into some netball clubs, which no doubt now you, you, you would have seen across your path. <laughs> just, they just seem to go through the motions. Oh, absolutely. And I, you, you hear me walk around and I'll always say, and, and you know, I probably shouldn't say it too often, I always say we need more men involved in netball because there's too many women. So um, <laughs> I think this is... This is an opportunity, and it's not just players. I mean, if you're a father that's got a son who's involved in this sport, it gives them an opportunity, to, even at an administrative level, to come in and give a voice because they want to participate in their child's you know, sporting environment and sort of give back to the community. So we could see a real shift in even you know, from an administration coaching perspective with, them, with the older men starting to get involved, which would be great. Now, are there many men coaches involved, say, in... in High-level netball? Um, there's a few that sort of... Uh, Rob Wright, who was the, used to be the, yep. the Swiss coach, he, he's there. <laughs> and, and Dan Ryan's come back from the UK and he's taken over the fever position um, over there in, in Western Australia. So there's, there's a few. There's probably not as many as, as the women, obviously. It's a bit like, you know, you flip the coin. It's a bit like the, the sports of AFL and and rugby and, and rugby league and, and the, you know, you don't see many women coaches in that capacity. It's starting to change and it's starting to shift, but it's going to be one of those time things, I think, and, and sort of, I suppose, opening, you said, the floodgates and allowing people opportunity to be involved is the first step, really, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, I think you, you, mentioned Rob, you mentioned Rob Wright 
And I do remember it might have been one of the players said he came to us because don't forget, he jumped ship, didn't he? Now, I think he, one of the players was quoted after he left saying he had a plan A, B, C and D. We're still waiting to hear (laughs) plan C and D. (laughs) Hey, uh, by the way, (laughs) yeah, by the way, just speaking of uh, coaching, uh, I think at the Team Girls Cup, so the Vixens win against the West Coast 45-43. Uh, yes. But the Swifts and Giants played. Uh, great to see Lauren Moore, who's crossed town now with the Giants. But the Swifts didn't have Briny, and then I believe no. they didn't. Ha- they didn't have a coach on the sideline. Is that right. correct? And they had to run themselves. Yeah. yeah. So Briny had sort of, you know, the wretched COVID had, had snuck its way into the Swifts um, sort of uh, community, and she had been sort of exposed to someone who had had, had COVID, so she couldn't make the trip. And then I think it was day two, Beck Bully woke up and wasn't feeling great. So then just, just on to air on the side of caution, she she decided to sit that one out. So Helen Howsby and Sam Wallace, who weren't playing, um, so not only did the Swifts, you know, have two of their top line attacking and sitting on the sideline, they didn't have coaches either. So um, <clears throat> the players took over the reins. And um, yeah. it was a challenging weekend for them, for the, uh, you know, pre- 2021 premiers that was a... You know, hit home weekend, I think. Yeah, very interesting to read because it sounded like they didn't adjust to... And this is something really interesting, Burko, that so suddenly the Giants have got their tactics and they're making decisions on the run, whereas the Swifts couldn't adapt to that and so went down. Hey, Nerida, pleasure to talk to you. Good luck today. Uh, we're looking forward to an update, maybe live in person next week. And thanks again for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And it's really great to be able to speak about this stuff and, and, and men's netball. And so thanks for the opportunity. And, and on what is, I've got to say too, a very, very sad day because Shane Warne was my, him and Merv Hughes were my childhood sporting memories of cricket. So it was a bit of a shock this morning to wake up and hear that. So um, stay safe and have a great weekend. Well, I wish we had like a Zoom link because I'd like to see you and Rebecca Rodwell doing the Merv Hughes stretches in your five-star hotel suite at Sydney Olympic Park. <laughs> oh, Thank you, yeah, Nerida. Oh, five-star. I can see that. Okay, thanks, <laughs> We'll talk soon. Nerida Stewart, former Swift and now coaching uh, men's netball. Great chat.